Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. Hey, guys, how are we doing? All right. Good. Yeah. 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 Woo. 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 Yeah. Can't wait to go. We fi- we got through all the video games. No quipscopes this week. Yeah, yeah. that's true, actually. Mercy. That's the we first can, time in could a they while. Could they not have like, waited a week on like one of those games and just yeah. allowed us to put could it out? Could they not? No, could they not? Could no. they not have waited? No, uh, I mean, Pokemon Shining Diamond, Brilliant P- Pearl, Brilliant Diamond, Brilliant Shining Diamond. Pearl. Yeah. One, whichever combination. Uh, we we haven't covered that. No. So, I mean, it's still, still time. It's true. Hit us up, Nintendo, and we'll make a quip scope. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's just been crazy with all the video games, mm. and uh, now it's starting to wind down a little. Mm. As we said at the beginning, I feel like maybe at the beginning of last week's show, we've got a Halo Infinite's campaign coming up at the yeah. beginning of next month, and then that's kind of us done until the end yeah. of uh, the end of the year, and then it all just goes crazy again. February's gonna be uh, mad, busy, something, busy, isn't busy. it? Mm, it's gonna be something. This is our video game podcast. Each and every week, we're sponsored by a very real video game adjacent sponsor. This week, Peter has the ad read in front of him. Uh, yes, I do. Um, we have been sponsored this week by a uh, a brand new uh, um, cattle farm and abattoir that has oh, been okay. opened up. By uh, I don't know why it's video game adjacent. It's it it it's owned by like you know um, Jeffrey the... Jeffrey PlayStation. Jeffrey PlayStation. Yeah. Um, it's Ken Kutaragi. Come yeah. on. No, Jeffrey PlayStation. That's his Ken. name. My uncle works at PlayStation. He's called Jeffrey PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, do you want to like have a nice burger, a nice steak? Oh, I hope not too many people want to have a nice burger and a nice steak because then there might not be might not be enough to go around. Don't worry, because the new PlayStation or Xbox, it's a multi-platform uh, uh, farm, has lots of land available for you to get those delicious cows. Coming now, cattle field, plenty for your stew. Cattle, Cattlefield, plenty for your stew. That's really good. That is very good. 
I, it took me a minute not to like figure out what the, the you know, what this was just in to reference to. figure out whether to, it was good or terrible. But just to like have a second when my brain kind of took that in. That's very good. It was like, it was a bit like that Fast and Furious film, you know, where they're trying to hijack the plane that's taken off and it's mm. got the runway that just goes on forever. Yeah. And on and on. Yeah. just doesn't yeah. end. Yeah, it was a bit like that. Yeah, it didn't but take it actually, off until... It actually took off at the end. Eventually. Yeah. Wow. It was very good. I can't wait to have... Cattle Cattlefield plenty, plenty for my stew. stew. Okay. Yeah. My stew or your stew? Your stew. You're always offering other people's stew. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm. So if you buy some... And they say, oh, what is it? Oh, it's Cattlefield Plenty no, for... not a bison, a cow. <laughs> oh, my God. Just think... tell, me if it's, tell me it's fake. <laughs> I think in order to correctly rhyme with 2042, it needs to be plenty for ye, ye stew. It's for like a medieval... Stew. Medieval yeah. cow farm. Or pirates. Plenty for ye stew. Yeah. Uh, it's not real. Oh, oh beans. Wow. I can't believe Shopping. it. It's a lie. That is a lie. Mm. Uh, we are, of course, sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com. Uh, forward slash Jesus, that was full. <laughs> I didn't even, it was flat and it went on me somehow. It was, Christ. Tipped Pepsi Max down his chest. That was really, really brimming. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump, where for as little as $1 per month, you can submit questions to this podcast. This podcast right here. We have all sorts of other tiers available, lots of rewards, and you'd be supporting us directly. So please consider going there. Thank mm. you so much. We've also got <sighs> another sponsor. It's all right, Peter. If you take a minute to Thanks. process this. Yeah. Um, well, technically it's a sponsor, but you should definitely go and do it. That's for our Facebook page. Mm. Sorry. Follow follow the Facebook follow page. Follow the, the Facebook page. Follow the Facebook page. Maybe. <laughs> What's the Facebook page's link? URL. Web address. Ashton, do you know it? It's Facebook, pretty simple. Facebook.com forward slash team triple jump. Yeah. Everything is forward slash team triple yeah. jump. Uh, go give us a follow, please. I we appreciate are... the fact that you had to look at the second page. <laughs> We're creeping ever closer to 10,000. You'd sure. be doing us a ginormous, gigantic favor. You would. As soon as we hit 10,000, uh, we can monetize our Facebook content. We can pay James mm. uh, because we haven't been doing that for how long has he worked for us? Year Longer than I have. Two years. It's at least two More years, isn't it? Yeah, two and two yeah. years and a few months probably thereabouts. Mm. Um, so please consider allowing us to pay James. Uh, you don't even have to. Let's be real. Don't have to interact with any of the no. posts. You can mute the page immediately. Just as long as the numbers hit that goal, Facebook then goes, "Oh, excellent! You are now a channel of, of caliber. You matter and substance. You matter to us." Mm -hmm. um, and then we can make some more money from you know the idiots that use Facebook. <laughs> Isn't Which it isn't weird? You. Isn't it weird that like we are a quote unquote real company mm. entity that produces actual content, puts work in, has loads of staff, loads of man or woman hours, um, and yet you know we can't yet be monetized on Facebook. But the likes of even though you stabbed my nan, uh, I still love you. Do you remember that Facebook page no. that had like 12 million? No, I don't remember that Facebook page. <laughs> but even what though you, you stabbed my about? nan, I still love you and I can't wait to marry you or something. Was, wow. It turned into like a meme reposting page. It was quite a famous kind of okay. flip posting account. Right. But, you know, that... Probably makes loads and loads of money. Yeah. And we're not Almost yet making certainly. any money at all. And several of our videos have been featured on those big video game mm. Facebook 
pages yeah. where they sort of repost other people's stuff with captions <laughs> or they edit out all of the face cam, which is what Gaming Bible did to one of our videos. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They're like, can we use your, one of your videos? Yeah, sure. And then they just really badly cropped it so that the face cam was like hardly visible mm. at all. I think there was a tiny um, little Yeah, they couldn't it. get rid of it. Um, so, you know... Uh, clearly, our content's good enough for, for, for Facebook. Just not our uh, faces, ironically. But we need that to get to 10,000 followers. Mm, could be the problem, yeah. So please do consider getting everyone to do that. Mm. Anyway, we should move on we should. to our first question. We've got a question here from Danielle Murray. He says, hello, BAP. Me hello. and my oh, yeah. hu- hello. Have just Me and my husband have just finished It Takes Two. Hope you're married. And it's now left a hole in our lives as we try to decide what to play next. Do you have any recommendations for good co-op games? Preferably ones that don't cause arguments that could possibly end our marriage. I'm just, just, I quite like the idea that it takes two didn't end your marriage. That's a good thing. Um, but they, they both bonded over the fact that they hated the elephant. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Maybe Stupid it elephant. almost ended their marriage in the middle, but then when it came to the end, they were like, "Well, maybe we'll stay together." We're not as bad as this terrible couple, so yeah. it's yeah. probably worth staying. Our together. child's not tried to run away from home. Uh, they say we tried to play Destiny together, and it did not end well. And then there was an emoji there, but it's now just been replaced by like a. Square. Oh, I love that when well, that happens. It's weird yeah. because it's in the Word document; it works fine. But as soon as you mm. print it out, it's like. Just well, we don't have there. the best print. It's a really. little heart. Ah, okay. Uh, thank you and love to all three of you. Kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss. Thank kiss, you, Daniel. Kiss. Um, well, uh, I first, I skimmered this question at first and wrote, uh, it takes two. <laughs> and then I read <laughs> it properly. I mean, we do cover co-op games from time to time. I've just written in all caps, like set eight games that I usually mention. Yeah. Um, and then I read it again. I was like, okay, well, maybe they don't want to play that one because they already have. Mm-hmm. Um Semi co-op, certainly multiplayer, Dark Pictures Anthology. Mm, um, mm-hmm. You know, those games are, I don't think they're the kind of thing where you fall out with each other because again, you hate the people on screen that much. Ashton yeah. hates them more though. Yeah. Well, I will kill them all. Hey, Ashton, ease up. He can't breathe, man. <laughs> um, so it's worth playing those. There's several of those to go out now and you know that you've got, you know, at least one more coming. They're calling it season one as well. So you've got to imagine there's probably at least five We're going to be getting... Coming nearly a decade's <laughs> worth of these games, oh, which yeah. is just bonkers, isn't it? Buzz him. Um, going back a little bit, Portal 2, I think, is uh, a really fun co-op game. It's, it f- truly feels like a co-op game in that you both really have to contribute, and sometimes you're doing your own thing, you're not doing the same thing. You know, some co-op games, yeah, you're playing together, but you're both just, like, shooting the same big group of enemies or whatever. But, you know, Portal 2, sometimes you're in different rooms and stuff, mm. and... You really have to talk to each other and time things right, and and there's loads of like, DLC, like downloadable maps that people have yeah, made. Yeah, that's so true. Actually, you can go on forever. Forever. Yeah. Um, and uh, the third one I thought is uh, worth a go is Sackboy: A Big Adventure. Mm. We had fun playing that on stream, didn't it's we? Delightful. Yeah, very lovely. Game. A lot of fun. I've never played through a, a Sackboy game fully. I've only really yeah, played it for planet. like a couple it's of hours. Fantastic. Yeah. Not so much three, but one and two. Um, so those are my suggestions for um, games that don't just involve shooting at people because, uh, you know, I've I've never played Borderlands co-op and uh, or Far Cry. I know Ben's having fun with glitchy Far Cry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So much fun. Um, so there's some non-shooty ones for you. Um, depending on your setup, 
there's I had a couple of suggestions. Mm-hmm. There's Unravel Two, which oh, yeah. is mm-hmm. co-op, um, and I went for games that I've played on PC, but they require a second screen. One of them is on PlayStation as well, and I think it's cross-platform. So if you've got a PC and a PlayStation, you can play it. That's Operation Tango. That was, I think it was a PlayStation Plus game a couple of months ago. It was, um, yeah. And it's a spy game that requires two monitors. One of you plays as like the the tech guy and one of you plays as the kind of field agent. Oh, and yeah. And you have to help each other out and solve like the, the story. It's quite good, actually. We really enjoyed it. And also the We Were Here series. It's literally what I was just Googling. I was, yeah. Oh, well, I just searched walkie-talkie video game. It's We Were Here. We Were Here too. We Were Here Together. And then there's another one I think that's just come out. Um, I played the first We Were Here. Really enjoyed it. Um, and again, if you've got two computers and you can play it together, then I suggest it because it's, it's quite a lot of fun. Yeah, um, I really like that one. Yeah, do you know the We Were Here series? Uh, I'm like vaguely aware. I've never mm. played any of them. Um, yeah, have you been? I know you were googling yes, it. Yes, I played the, the first the one earlier yeah. this year. It's it's great. It's it's basically mm. just an escape room. Yeah. with one of you in a different room. You just need to talk each other through what you can see mm-hmm. and yeah. It might not. Yeah, you know, it definitely will cause arguments, as will Operation Tango. But you'll have fun doing it anyway. Well, similarly, a game that I really enjoy playing with other people well you have to play with other people is um keep talking and nobody explodes yeah <laughs> but that good. also you know it could feasibly cause marriage ending arguments yeah. I think. it's a very stressful situation but not it's everyone, a really fun game not everyone has access to bomb boss that's true uh, for assistance so there was a level in operation tango like kind of towards the end where suddenly it made my character as the field agent do a bunch of like stuff on computers and do the thing that like Ben had been doing my Ben the whole time, and I was like, I don't, I don't understand this. I don't get it. And I he was trying to explain to you what I had to do next. I was like, I don't get it. So I just brute forced my way through <laughs> to try and figure it out. Um, but it's, it was quite fun. I was getting quite stressed and sweaty because it was during like the hottest part of the year as well. So I was mm. like, I'm sweating and I don't understand what you're trying to ask me to do here. But it's fun. So Ben. <laughs> Sorry. My voice just didn't come out then, my apologies. Uh, yeah, so these suggestions are based entirely on, well, they depend entirely upon what your setup is. If you mm. have two consoles, if you have two, bees, two mm. TVs, uh, a lot of these games are split screen. Some of them aren't. Uh, so Borderlands, any of them. Yeah. A Way Out. Try A Way Out, yeah. Try Minecraft. Trine's a good show. Journey to the Savage Planet. Oh, yeah. Far Cry 5 or 6. Wolfenstein Youngblood, if you want to struggle through that. It's got to be pretty cheap now. Uh, Or for any questions you might have about whether games are co-op or how co-op they are, go to cooptimus.com. That's C-O hyphen Optimus, O-P-T-I-M-U-S. If you Google Cooptimus, you'll find it. In any game you could possibly imagine, it's got a really, really simple, easy-to-read breakdown of different platforms. If it's couch co-op, if it's online only, what the co-op consists of, if, if it's the whole campaign or if it's a separate mode or just s- specific missions or whatever. Um, so that's a really, really useful website uh, for finding out what games allow you to play locally or online or even have co-op. So I would recommend going there. It's it, a really useful guide. Is it Resi 5 and 6 that are co-op as well? Yes, they are. The best yeah. Resident Sorry. Evil games. Mm-hmm. Indeed. <laughs> 
Yeah. I don't know. They are split screen. They are split screen, I think. I think so, yeah. Uh, just, it's one of those really ugly, awkward ones where they you lose half the screen because they put someone in the top left and someone in the bottom oh, right. Yeah. Oh, you right. kind of overlap not, each other. I see. I think. Mm. I can't quite remember. But I believe they're co-op split screen. Maybe. But uh, yeah, co-optimus. Mm. You should go there. Mm. Uh, well, should we move on to uh, a, a brand new section? We've never done before. Never done it before. Never done it before. Uh, we might never do it again as well. Um, Why? We'll see. Just find out next week. It's called What We What We Play In. Hmm. <laughs> it's What We Play In time. Time to talk about what we've been playing. Mm. Peter. Yeah. What have we've been playing? Brackets. You've. You've. Meve. You've. Meve. <laughs> what have you been playing? Uh, I have been playing all week. Um, Grand Theft Auto 3, the definitive edition. Oh, boy. Um, Based on your Twitter, it's been going well. Yes. It's been going really well. Uh, well, so uh, those of you who listen regularly to the podcast will know that I'm halfway through God of War as well. My PlayStation Plus ran out a couple of weeks ago, and I was playing on the PlayStation collection. I don't actually own the game. Um, I, I, I cancelled auto-renew, um, and I will renew it and finish that game, but... Going off the rumored games that are coming out next month, I'm not particularly interested. But you can get it Black Friday deals, so you can get it cheaper. I could do that, or I could. Or you could lend, just not lend it to you on disc. But well, you could do that as well. That. But yeah. I mean, but when when what I, Peter's trying to say is that he's enjoying GTA so much, yeah. he didn't want doesn't to have God time for God of War right now. But he didn't want to just say that because we all know GTA it is trash well i mean we <laughs> we we jet we trash we joke and jest but there's like a degree of that if i was not enjoying gta 3 mm. number one i wouldn't have been playing it all week and number two i would have just said well i'll i'm gonna buy plus either this month or next month or the month after so i'll just buy it a, a year of it and do it now and play god of war so but despite all of the terrible uh inexcusable bugs and just like rubbish visuals and stuff i am actually still really enjoying playing gta 3 and i don't really know why um there's got to be a huge nostalgia factor to it i mm. think like if i'd not played that game before i'd be like what on earth is this you know mm. this is this is dreadful um that is not though a recommendation i not only stick to my previous you know one line review or summary of don't play this game unless you've already played it. Uh, but I double down on that and say, maybe don't even play this game if you have played it before. Oh. You know, if you really, really want to go back and revisit it and you want the convenience of it just being on your PS5, um, then, you know, maybe maybe consider it. And you can buy all three in one go and that's handy. And if you're fortunate enough to work for Triple Jump, you don't have to pay for it either. So that's good. I don't? No. Ah. Well, you, you probably would have to at this point, I'm right, afraid. It's a piece so you basically yeah. just lied to us, yeah. is what you did. Sorry about there that. is another alternative, though. Mm. Um, GTA 3 specifically will be going on PlayStation now. It will. In early December. I think it's the mm -hmm. 9th of December. It's when so, the physicals come out, I think. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. So if you want to just play that, then you can buy a month of PlayStation now. The or original or the new one? Uh, the the new one the new oh, yeah. one you can't you can't play the originals anymore you can't buy they them. took them down yeah they took them off if you already own them you can get them but uh, San Andreas I believe is going on Game Pass, on Game Pass. Yeah. three is going on PlayStation I don't now. think Vice City is going anywhere and Vice City is just sort of not going yeah. anywhere they were at like, all. Eh. Uh, a bit weird I think that they 
split them up like that. I think that's kind it of strange. Is, it is really weird. I don't know the rhyme or the reason for it. But um, yeah, if you want to play GTA 3, for, I think there's a, you can get a free trial for now. And I imagine yeah. a lot of people have never tried PlayStation now. So just use your free trials. Give mm. it a go. They, uh, they did bring back the originals for, I think, just the PC launcher. Um, so in response to people being so mad at this game... Oh. They brought back the originals, but I think only on PC. That mm. might not be right, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can only get them on, on PC. Mm. But uh, yeah, I've had all kinds of like strange, interesting glitches. I've seen a hovering van now, which people had reported quite a lot. Incidentally, uh, I've had some replies to the various tweets I've put out over the past week with clips of my glitches. People saying, oh, have they patched it yet? Or have you tried downloading the patch? Yes, all of those <laughs> uh, clips. Uh, happened after I downloaded the patch. Um, in fact, I read the patch notes um, uh, on the day that they released it, and one of the things it was supposed to fix was hovering vehicles. And I thought, oh, I've never even seen a hovering vehicle. That's <laughs> weird. Uh, downloaded the patch, uh, and then I saw one. So that was fun. Mm. Um, one of the big things as well, the <laughs> Just pa works. patch was supposed to fix, was the invisible bridge in San Andreas. Uh, loads of people are still seeing that. So, or not seeing that, written, I guess. Well, not seeing that, in fact. Yeah, you're right. So I've had that. I've had like leaf textures that are supposed to be flat on the ground, just up at an angle in the sky. Um, I, I've had like uh, um, uh, cutscenes, people walking into cutscenes like Assassin's Creed. Um, <laughs> I always love <laughs> when oh, 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 oh. It's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Um, and then I had that really weird yeah. one from a couple of nights ago, a time of recording, where... Uh, Claude addressed you by name. Yes. He doesn't even... He's not supposed to speak at all. Peter. Peter. <laughs> um, I was finishing the Portland missions, about to move on to Staunton Island, the second island of the game. And I think I should say, actually, I think that's one of the things that's keeping me going, is that you do... There's a progression to that game where you unlock new stuff and new areas, and I think that's enough to make, make me think, oh, well, I'll, you know, keep going until I get to the next area. And so that's probably one thing. Mm -hmm. But... Um, I, I was finishing off the last Portland mission where you get onto a boat. The cutscene ran uh, and cutscene finished. I'm on the boat. The two people who are supposed to be on the boat with me, one of them is falling through the sky, <laughs> but just sort of on the back of the I've boat, waving her arms. And I thought, oh, that's weird. I'll get a closer look at that. So I press triangle to get off the boat steering wheel. And as soon as I leave the boat, the other person who's with me pulls out an Uzi <laughs> and starts shooting me. And it's just Maria who's like... <laughs> the the girlfriend of the don of uh, the mafia i don't think she's i didn't even know she carried a piece <laughs> but apparently she does and she wow. wanted to kill me instantly so that was fun uh, so yeah lots of glitches but for some hello spooky noise. what just what just unplugged <laughs> from our pc I don't know. and why why is it even making noise it shouldn't be making noise why the is it not muted there. i don't know um, but yeah, uh, for some reason, I'm enjoying it. I guess it, in a way, in the same way that you've been enjoying Far Cry. I know mm. that was, you're saying, play that with a friend so you can enjoy the glitches yes. together. But, you know, that aside, I'm just sort of, it's, you never quite know what's going to happen. Mm. And the traffic is all over the place. I am absolutely certain now that they have done something to mess with the driving AI so that everyone else in the city is just gridlocking themselves onto every single crossroads. They when they're in the distance and they've only just spawned in, they are going at about 90 miles an hour. And then when they get closer, they suddenly slow down. And I think that's why they're having accidents. And like, as I get up to them, it's because like 
one NPC has seen someone else driving at them at like a hundred miles an hour and doesn't know what to do about it. And that's why they're all, they're all just piling up. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting just driving around that world and seeing what happens next. So I think that's, what's keeping me entertained. It's shocking to me that they're still promoting it. I'm still yeah. seeing like sponsored mm. tweets and stuff from Rockstar saying the definitive, despite the fact that they have now publicly acknowledged that this is not acceptable. They have, yeah. They're still advertising it as if it's the best thing, like the definitive edition. Oh, yeah, how else are they going to make their money? They mm. can say it's bad, but they want people who it's don't shocking. know it's bad yet it's to buy so it. It's so unbelievable. It yeah. was totally believable, sadly. Mm. But yeah, I'm hoping it'll be sorted by Christmas because mm. I might get the might physical be. edition perhaps yeah. around that time. Um but I'm also hoping it gets massively reduced very quickly. Yeah. Because yeah, this isn't good. And it was kind of pricey anyway. Yes. Uh, so that's that's all I've been playing. I played that nearly every night this week. And uh, weirdly enjoying it in a kind of Stockholm Syndrome kind of way. <laughs> so, Ashton, what have you been playing? Um, I was going to play some more Call of Duty Vanguard. But... I uninstalled that off my P- off my PlayStation and I refused to add to their player numbers because screw them and mm. everything that they stand for and I hate yeah, them and I will never play like that a, game again. Like real piece um, of crap. So I uninstalled that game. Um, ben. Whoa. I'm <laughs> just joking. I, I mean, it's fine, but I just didn't want to be part of that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but all I have played this week, it's like I'm fixated. It's literally all I can think about when I get home is I just want to play this game and I just keep sitting and playing it for hours. It's Far Cry 6. I oh, just okay. keep... I you going to say unpacking. I just keep playing it. Like I just, I, I get home and I'm like, just want to play Far Cry 6. Sunday I was at home on, all day on my own. I just played Far Cry 6 for like seven hours. And then I realized it was the evening and I was like, what has happened? Oh my God. And I, I didn't even play it with someone most of the time this week. I've played You're it on okay. my own. What is wrong with the two of us playing these broken games? Like, it's so, like, bland as a game. It is. It has no flavor. it's so bland. No spice. (laughs) There's no spice, no seasoning. It's It's bland. Far Cry porridge. But I just can't help myself. I just want to drive around, and I want to kill people, and I just want to just play the game. Yeah. And I realized yesterday when I was playing it, I was like, I have done nothing else this week apart from play Far Cry 6. I mean, I had a couple of days where I just watched Christmas movies. So, I mean, that I didn't play any games. I just watched Christmas movies. But I just played Far Cry 6 all week. I know the feeling, though. Like, I'm nearly 30 now, but in exactly the same mentality as, as when I played the original. Sometimes I will just, I will see a fast car and I will hijack it just so I can drive around in the yeah. fast car for a bit. Yeah. Like, that's, that's all I'm, I'm like, oh, oh, there's a sports car there. And I have that. And I'll just, like, drive and then I'll be like, okay, better do some better do some missions now. But Yeah. I'm it's... just going out of my way to like find I'm like going out of my way to collect vehicles to take them to the vehicle pickup point just so I have them. Knowing full well I will never drive that car again <laughs> because it's too slow or it's annoying. I'll drive the flying car or I'll drive my car with a gun on the top. I just keep I just keep playing it. And then I'm like, why am I playing this? I don't know. And I just carry on. Like I'm having a good time. But like, it's like my brain turns off and I'm just playing the game. Maybe I was just like, it's like hypnotizing me. Maybe that's what's going on. Yeah, I think it's easy to fall into. But I'm having a good time. It's sort of a gaming cycle. Mm. You know, if it's if it's comfort food and you, there's always a learning curve when you start playing a new game. Yeah. It often is off-putting to the point that you would rather stay with a game that you know how to play. And once you are, you do get very familiar and comfortable mm. with the game, it's sometimes hard to pull yourself away. 
So that might be it. Yeah. Just, I mean, you know how it works. I have lots of other games that I ha- are on my like to playlist, and I've got them in physical copies on my shelf. I just don't want to. I just don't want to play them. I just want to play Far Cry. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. This is this. I mean, this has happened. If I didn't have this job, and I didn't kind of have to talk about the fact that I'm playing a game every week. I probably w- wouldn't even think twice about it. like I've I played through God of War in the space of like three days mm-hmm. when I broke my leg. I just played that solidly for like a week and I didn't think anything of it. And I played Horizon for like three weeks straight or whatever. And I didn't think anything of it because I just that's how I played the game. And now I come in every week and I'm like, damn, I can keep playing the same game every week. But, you know, mm. I'm OK with it. That's just how my brain works. It's unusual, though, for us to on what we play in. To yeah. just say, play more of that again this yeah. week. I mean, I'm really enjoying it. Still playing it. I mean, you with Orcs Must Die 3. Yeah, was... exactly, yeah. But yeah, what have you played, Ben? I played because I'm a, I'm a giant, horrible, awful person. Because you're pro-sexism. Because I'm pro-sexism. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I played through the Call of Duty Vanguard campaign. Mm-hmm. I finished that. It was... What do you think good. of the plane bit? The worst thing the I've worst, ever played. The worst. It was so, so bad. Mm-hmm. The worst flight controls in a game I've ever played. Oh, and it has it felt you, like you're flying through treacle. And it has you dive bombing a thing that's just shooting directly up at you and going, oh, avoid the bullets. How? They're shooting at me. It's rubbish. Like, it's so, unfortunately, there's only one flying section. But I couldn't believe yeah. how bad it was. Every time, and this, I don't know if it's realistic. I'm not going to fly a World War II yeah. fighter, fighter bomber. It's not a jet plane. Mm. Uh, but you press like a direction, and then a second later, the plane will move in that direction. It's like this is this is, feels awful mm-hmm. to fly. It's oh. rubbish. And I texted my friend saying, "Oh, the Call of Duty campaign's all right so far." And he was like, "Oh yeah, I've been meaning to get back into that." And then I finished the mission, and I said. Never mind, it's got the world's worst <laughs> flying mission. And then a bit later on that day, he messaged me and said, yeah, that was Yeah. Awful. Well, there's oh, a trophy man. to do that flying mission without getting hit once. That's bonkers. Which is just yeah, no, impossible. I'm, no, rubbish. But the rest of the campaign was okay. I quite like I liked the diverse cast. Certainly some members were more interesting than others. Mm. I think Paulina was the best character to play as easily. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, it's 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 a Call of Duty campaign. I enjoy them. I think they're they're like they are just that popcorn munching mm-hmm. exploding corridor that you run down like i i, I enjoy them mm. uh beyond that i played some more far cry 6 yeah and mm. i got the platinum in guardians of the galaxy yes. finally i, I just needed to do a a replay up to like chapter 13 to do some collectibles or there i think it was that chapter anyway there, mm. there were just a few collectibles that i missed it was the costumes mainly because there's no trophy yeah, for getting of costumes all of the collectibles but there is a trophy for getting all of the costumes so i had to go get the last costume i needed but uh yeah great game mm-hmm. was immediately tempted to install the ps4 version because it has um two trophy lists right and i thought maybe i'll just go maybe i'll just go around again maybe i'll just go around again uh but i didn't in the end and i'm trying to i'm I'm wondering what i should play next like what single player game i've been putting off that i haven't i haven't started yet so i'm gonna have to think on that Mm. make a decision uh but that is all i've been playing will you be playing the pocket monsters no no i'm not nostalgic for the ds pokemon Pokemon games at all so i'm not not overly arsed personally Mm -hmm. but uh i would 
but I ain't, I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> no, I ain't spending it. I ain't spending any money on it. If Nintendo sent it to us, I would obviously cover it. But yeah, I'm not even fussed. We've got a week or so till the Halo campaign comes out. I do. So you could always... I can spend that next week setting up my Series S that's yeah. been in a box you in could. the corner you could of the room. get it out. Yeah, I could dust it off, mm-hmm. put it back in the box and take it out again. I've heard that's the multiplayer is, is pretty good. Some people are saying, they're saying yeah. it's like the best. Halo multiplayer ever. I've heard good things. I, I, I'm not interested in the multiplayer at all. I'll, I'll no. be honest, but certainly the, the the campaign, I'd be I'd be interested in giving it a go. If I'd really planned it out, I might have been able to play through the previous Halo games in in advance of this one, mm. but uh, I didn't. So we'll be yeah. hopping in blind. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that. I'm sure that'll be. It kind of needs to be good. Yeah, it does. Uh, at a base level, it will be good because it has to be. Whether or not it'll be excellent sort of world beating what everyone's been hyping it up to be remains to be seen and it's meant to hark back to the original trilogy a bit more than the past couple of games have so even i'm a little bit tempted but then i've talked before about how i don't like going into series without all prior knowledge so i would, I would have five. to force myself to play five <laughs> i did actually play four when it came do? out okay. but that's what turned me off playing five. Oh no um so yeah, I would probably just watch a video of four online to refresh my memory and maybe play five. But mm. yeah, also, um, Death's Door came out this week. The roguelike with the oh, little yeah. bird. Yeah, Kieran's been playing it. Yeah, I think. Kieran's been yeah, playing it. I... So it's quite good. There's yeah, there's 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 like an indie game that's come out recently. It might be that one that I've heard a lot of people talking about. I can't it's the Devolver one with the little like crow that's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that, that. Yeah. I remember that being shown. I'm not sure if that's the one that I'm thinking of, though. Someone was talking about on a podcast. I can't remember. There's mm. a lot of games. There's a lot of games out <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's move on to question two. Let's have a question two. Yeah. This comes from Quasal Angel. Quasal? Quetzal. Quetzal. There was a, there was a, what's it called? Accent on oh, yeah. one of the letters in this name but it's not come over so maybe i did it right and just british british it might be unhell but But also i'm pretty sure solo quetzal Quetzal. on twitter in brackets says uh the u is silent on their twitter so it's quetzal okay i think okay well this is the question (laughs) the question (laughs) (laughs) hello ash ben pet what is a mechanic from a game that you think didn't reach its full potential or that could fit in another game P.S. I hope Ashton was able to see the fireworks you mentioned a few weeks ago. I saw them from a car. I just saw as I was driving there was fireworks. So I did see some fireworks. Okay. So yeah, thank you. I did. Uh, to... <laughs> that wasn't originally going to be my question. So I didn't, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Ashton so... picked the questions about herself. Yeah, that's what that and then, was intentional. And then, and then read them. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Um... <laughs> To to give a, an answer that was part of my answer for question one, actually, uh, I thought the Portal 2 goop was quite fun. Gloop. Mm, the gloop. Gloop. Um, and I'd like to see more gloop mechanics. <laughs> I know Splatoon exists, but that's just to, for scoring points, isn't it? It's a big mm. bookcake simulator. It's it? a big bookcake simulator. Uh, but yeah, my, my understanding is it mostly just you want to cover as much of the level as possible and you score points but i'd I'd like to see more games with goop that has effects and you have to like get it onto certain surfaces for for puzzling because mm. you know that only came in in sort of the well maybe about halfway through portal 2 i mm. think something like that and yeah. um there's got to be just so much untapped potential for that i just want to see more and more 
Um, but also, I think that um, the porn system from that's A W N. Jesus, didn't say that. I wrote that down and the didn't. Porn the system. porn system I from think there porn be more simulator. Porn in the, game. <laughs> the p- porn simulator from uh, Dragon's Dogma, mm. uh, not simulator uh, system, was uh, quite a lot of fun. So that, for those who don't know, in Dragon's Dogma, it's a fantasy RPG, third person hack and slash thing where you create your own character who is a silent protagonist, which I didn't like. And then you also create a pawn, who is a little sidekick, um, and you use the same character creation system to make them. And then there's this weird kind of ethereal realm that you can enter by going through a portal. And as you stand there, just all of these different characters will be walking around you. And that's other players' pawns that they have made. And you can have a party of up to four characters, including yourself. Um, So you bring on other people's pawns and they come and play in your game and your pawn can be used by other people. They don't get taken away from you. So everyone Mm. always actually still has their own pawn, but you can also have them on your team. And you can, they'll like bring gift back. Like if someone's used your pawn, when you log into the game next, they'll say, oh, hey, this player says thanks. They give you like a probably a rotten fish because everyone just gives a bit of a bit of trash. But um, that that I felt was interesting in a you know the game didn't have multiplayer, but it did have this kind of strange connection. I guess in in a sense, a bit like you know the Dark Souls games have. Mm. You know, I know you can play them in a true multiplayer sense, but they also have just sort of hints of like other people have been here, and you can leave those messages and stuff. Yeah. I quite like that kind of half multiplayer or that shared world without actually necessarily playing with other people um and i think something like that but perhaps with a much wackier character creation system even in something like saints row or you know something that takes itself less seriously Mm. i'd like to see really weird looking characters you know i want to walk into that like ethereal plane and have like wallace walk out at me or like yeah. you know just someone with like a giant head or you, you know just the, the weirdest possible characters so i think something like the pawn system but perhaps in a much sillier game could mm-hmm. be really entertaining and you just create this party of strange characters um because i think it would be nice to not just come up with your own abominations, but to be surprised by other people's. Yeah. And you just walk in there, wait for people to walk out of the mist at you and go, yes, you. I want you in my party. Mm-hmm. So I think that that system should be in more games. Um, I really liked the fast travel mechanic in Borderlands 3. I thought that you could like... The fact that the way Borderlands is obviously the separate areas and separate maps. I really liked that you could just like fast travel from one end to where your car was or where your car was to the other end of the map if that's going to be convenient for you. And I really liked the fact that you could fast travel to different areas from within the map itself that you could go to a completely different map slash world from within the map. And I don't really know what other games it could work in but i just really enjoyed the way that that worked and the convenience of it all and i think sometimes obviously like lots of games have fast travel and if it's a big enough map you'll be able to fast travel around but when it's kind of like separate maps Mm. in a game like 
kind of the linear pattern of going from one to the other. I think fast travel is not always the most convenient thing. And sometimes you can end up in places that you don't really know where you are because the fast travel is in a bit of a weird place. Um, but I like that. I guess um, <laughs> it was super convenient. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was a real game changer for for Borderlands. Once they actually like kind of fixed it and put yeah, some more fast travels working. around, that, you could just, you know. especially as some of those areas were so big, and you could the just one that always sticks out is Athena. Them. When like you, there was only one vending machine in the whole map yeah, at the beginning you just had of to the game. Run through the whole thing yeah. to get to where you needed to get. Far Cry yeah. Six is really annoying for its fast travel yeah, because there's I so many really like. Annoying. Sometimes it just says fast travel is not available right now. Like, yeah. Why? Why? Sometimes it will say you're in combat. Like, no, I'm not. With mm. whom? I'm not in combat. Like, you can't. No. The, my favorite one, though, is when you're trying to fast travel to a, what's it called? Like a, a base or an mm. HQ or whatever, where your next story objective is. And, and it, it says, says you can't travel you can't to, fast a travel to a mission location. Oh, brilliant. So, but I'm I've like, been, I'm not. what? I've been there before. This is, this is, no. You have to just fast travel <laughs> no. nearby and then walk. It's super Oh, it's, it's like, will it let us do it today? No. No. Great. Okay. I, I also, I don't like oversensitive, you can't fast travel in combat mm. systems. Like, you know, it, it, in um, Bethesda's RPGs as well, you get that where you're just, you're monsters standing in the middle of nowhere and they say, yeah, there's monsters nearby. It's like, I'm not even in combat. And sometimes it's a, it'll say, a mud crab. Yeah. Existence that you can't see. Or it'll say you can't fast travel in combat, but you you're not even aware you're in combat it means mm. that like someone over there has seen you it should only like be like be like that if you have used your weapon or someone has used their weapon against you within mm. the last like 15 seconds or like mm. you know yeah. half a minute or something if no one is actively swinging at you and you're not swinging at anyone else it should just let you go mm-hmm. yeah i agree i also liked and i know some people probably really didn't like it in fact i know people didn't like it the crafting mechanic in the last of us games i really liked the like crafting molotovs and stuff and the way that you found very limited amount of resource like there was only really a couple of things but they could be used for loads of different things because i find that like sometimes when it's crafting in games similar to that it's like all these really specific random things that you have to have a certain amount of. And it's not just like, you need two bandages and a bottle to make a Molotov. Here you go. That's for you. It's like, okay, well, you need this and this and this and this and this and this. And you're like, well, I can't find, I don't know where all these things are. It's it's too difficult to find everything. I think Horizon does it okay, but I still think Horizon has too many things that you need to find for certain things. Um, But I like the kind of simplistic crafting you can do it mechanic. in combat yeah, yeah it's exactly. really really good yeah. i just think that that work i just really liked that in i the totally game, agree it was so convenient and i do think sometimes they overcomplicate it for the sake of i don't know being complicated when they said that game had crafting in it i was like oh jesus christ what's that going to be like mm. you know how much like stuff am i going to have to find and how how different are the individual bits going to be yeah. but yeah the fact that basically every there were like twice as many recipes as like types of thing. It was like yeah. each thing could be turned into like one of two things. So you could either have like a Molotov or a first aid kit yeah. because you needed the like the cloth for both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, you could either have a nail bomb or I don't know. I can't remember what the other thing was, yeah. but you, you know, smoke bomb. smoke bomb. But you had to pick which one you thought was going to be the most useful out of the crafting things that you mm-hmm. picked up. I just thought so that, that worked was really, really well. It was really simple. And yeah, doing it in combat um actually makes you feel quite clever you know you're like 
you've been pinned down, you're like stuck in a corner and you're like, oh my God, like what am I going to do here? And then you think, I know. And you quickly just like Make throw something together. Something. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I thought I like that mechanic and I think that is a good mechanic to introduce in some games. So there we are. Ben? Yes. I have written down a couple. The Nemesis system mm. from Lord of the Rings Shadow of Mordor, which is a yeah. game that I didn't really like as much as everybody else seemed to like. But the Nemesis system was really clever. The fact that no one's tried to rip that off yet is astonishing. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with what it is, basically there's like a all of these different enemies, they have like a hierarchy and they will remember you. So if you attack someone and you don't quite get the job done, it'll show them like slinking off and then you'll encounter them again later and they'll call you out like, I remember you, you took my ear or something like that. Is or it kind you... of like, I'm probably going to be done much worse in this game, but Watch Dogs Legion, if you killed someone, you might encounter someone who's like, you killed her sister in a car accident because you ran someone over. Oh and then later it, on you see it and she's bit. like, she hates you because you literally killed her brother. And you're like, ah. Oh. Yeah, I it'll be that. it'll Men's. be a little bit like that, but the whole the whole focus of this was taking down these commanders and these yeah. these things. But like yeah, like that. So if you yeah, yeah if you killed you. one of them, it'd be like you you stabbed my brother. I'm it. But each time you encounter them, they get more powerful. Yeah. So if they beat you, they level up, right, and then you okay. come back, and they've got like you know more armor on, and they they move up the ranks, and they've got more people around them and stuff. Mm. So it was a really cool idea and a really cool system that that worked. My issue with it is that it all felt a bit auto-generated, which mm. I suppose is kind of the point. Mm. But at the same time, it felt a bit like I could I could see I could see behind the curtain as to how yeah. it all worked. It didn't really feel that immersive to me. Um, I can't believe no one's tried to do this or well. I wonder if it's, it. if something like that might have a some protection on it. You know, certain Maybe. so like the insanity mechanics of um, what's that that one where I mean I know a few games have done this, but like it turns <clears> the volume down and stuff. Um, what's it oh, uh, I want to yeah. say Alone in the Dark, but it's not that Eternal Darkness. This is a GameCube game, yeah. Is that what it's called? I can't. I think, I think it's called Eternal Darkness. Um, I think I did a list about that. Yeah, it comes up in lists like semi frequently because of this. You know, these very clever insanity mechanics where your TV sort of changes channel and. You know, they're trying to like make you as the player feel like you're going mad. Mm. Um, and I believe people are always saying, like, why isn't there more of that? I know there's like occasional like fake crashes, like in Batman Arkham, mm -hmm. um, but you don't really see that. And I, I'm sure I read somewhere that Nintendo actually owns the, the rights or like a sort of a trademark on mm. doing something to that level. Um, it's crazy that they're, they're not allowed used to trademark. Yet. Well, I know, yeah, because but... that's so vague and all encompassing. Well, I'm sure it, it was. It will have been outlined in you know in a very specific yeah. way, mm. but um, you know maybe like fourth wall breaking insanity mechanics. Um, mm. Apparently, they've got some kind of. Well, if they to... have protected it. Screw you, Nintendo, because that is such a waste. Yeah, that well, should be in every not used game. it. Yeah, because yeah. I think that's so that clever. Animal Crossing, are you? Can you use it, Pokemon. <laughs> I'll Google it. While we're yeah, have a look. Out, as but... far as I'm aware, it hasn't been copyrighted, but it is frequently cited as something that it's bonkers that it's not been used elsewhere. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to see that iterated on and, and improved upon. And I haven't played the most recent Lord of the Rings Shadow of games because, again, I didn't really like the first one. Um, so it may well be better in those, but I think that should be more. Speaking of Batman Arkham Asylum, the free flow combat 
is so good. And while there have oh, been yeah. imitators, um, and some have done it really well, like I think Spider-Man does it really well, there's still, replaying through Arkham Asylum and City, I think this year, this year has been a blur. I think I replayed them this <laughs> yes. year. It still feels so good and so right. And I love how it slows down for the last attack and really mm. shows you in slow motion. You're just walloping someone. And it is a bit rubbish because they sort of go all limp and go, oh, and just sort of ragdoll down <laughs> to the floor. Mm -hmm. But I love the free flow combat. And I think that's another one where I would love to see it continued in a future rock steady game so maybe the suicide squad game is gonna do a bit more of that maybe it's not yeah i'm not entirely sure but that it might they did it so well that i want to see more of exactly that the last one i've got here of course is uh jackanisms from pirates <laughs> of the caribbean at world's end yeah which is a mechanic that has never been in any other game before no a jackanism exclusive to that specific game. Um, it's quite a com complex mechanic, isn't it? It is. Where when a button flashes up on screen, you have to press it. Mm. And there, no other game has done that. No, no. I've never heard um, of that before. But so it's because no other games have a protagonist called Jack, do no, they? No, well, I suppose not. Uh, they could have done them in Bioshock. Yeah. They could have had jackanisms in Bioshock. Didn't do that. No. Complete waste. Mm. There's not uh, any in Dark Pictures either. Which is, yeah, they yeah, could definitely use Dark those. Dark Pictures could have really used those pretty well. A load mm. of jackanisms. Yeah. Um, breaking news. On the 5th of November, 2021, mm. 20 days ago at time <laughs> of recording, Nintendo's patent on a sanity meter that when it gets sufficiently low um, affects gameplay by controlling game effects, audio effects, creating hallucinations and the like, expired Ooh, so there you go so wow. they so other developers could have done sanity mechanics but without the meter stuff is what i gather from that well it says so it's a video video game system incorporating a, a character's sanity level that's affected by occurrences in the game such as encountering a game creature or a gruesome situation right uh, which right. then causes effects like your TV volume going down and things like that. Right. So mm. you could but probably do that one or the other of the two. Of events. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, so you could just, they could just put fourth wall breaking stuff in if they wanted, as long as it wasn't tied to, to a sanity meter. To a sanity or meter. you could probably put a sanity meter in as long as it didn't then make, well, it they just visual didn't do effects. Anything. <laughs> yeah, it would make, if you had the screen yeah. going funny then. Well, yeah, that's so. good. Yeah. I still think every horror developer should put stuff in where it messes with the player because that, why mm. wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. Eject the disc. Screw yeah. screw with people, you know, really mess them up. <laughs> really break them. That's what you should do. Well, it's time Fantastic. to move on. Mm. There's something a little odd. Yeah. It's called Weird, Weird News. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's weird news time. Time for some weird news. Read the producers, Ben. Uh, We are brought to you this week in weird news form by our wonderful podcast producers. Mm. Patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. If you'd like to support us at a certain tier, you too can become a podcast producer. Get a shout out here. You too can become a podcast producer. Oh my God. Wow. I hope so. Bono's in there. Uh, There's the other one. The other ones. I couldn't name you a single you two. I didn't even know Bono was in you two. Did you not? No. What Bono, did you think Bono did? I just thought he was his own thing. <laughs> South Park. Bono from South no, Park. No, I thought he was a singer. I just didn't, I didn't know he was in a band. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. It's okay, Ashton. I appreciate that you sort of out yourself with these things. Actually. You could very quietly just be like, yeah, Bono. Yeah, Bono. Bono, like, Bono. Sometimes just I just, I like, I go along with things mm. and then Ben will go, do you right, know what that right, means? Ashton. And I'll go. No. <laughs> then because hey, it's I, an opportunity to learn. Because I've right? been along with it for a while. I just kind of, I don't want to get everyone to, to be fair. The inverse does happen in the office constantly, where Ashton will will sort of mm. use a term or some sort of slang, and I will say what slang. A, Do you guys know what slang. the word chuggy means? Absolutely not. Is it is <laughs> it a slur? What is that? <laughs> it's not a slur. Okay. It's basically this term that American Gen Zs use about American millennials when doing something very millennial, like pumpkin. What is something really like pumpkin well, spice able to latte? A house. Pumpkin spice lattes are considered. Chuggy and like the chuggy. snood scarf that goes all the way around. That's right. chuggy, apparently. Right. Wow. So millennials just getting of... it from both sides now. Yeah. Huh? I was thinking about this actually the other day when I saw the word on TikTok and I thought that'd be a good word to just slip into conversation and chuggy. see if you guys know what it means. So it's like a cultural exchange. <laughs> yeah. uh, the other day, <laughs> a young person said to me, Oh, yeah, they were talking about a celebrity. They're like, Oh, I don't like her. She's very pick me. I was like, oh, she's very pick me. She's a pick me girl. She's a bit pick me. I was like, excuse me? What does that mean? What does that mean? And it just Did means. they describe that, it to you? Yeah. Yeah. They're, ju- they're just sort of. Um, they're like actively know. going out of their way to like be not like other girls. Be like interesting. Or be and, interesting to oh, boys. They're like, oh, I can't get on with uh, girls. Like, oh, oh my friends are boys. Face? What was that word you just said? Contrarian. Contrarian. Nah, that's not. A little bit. It's not a millennial not. term. That's a fairly standard word. <laughs> I've never Generation heard that word X. before. <laughs> it's Gen X term. Um, anyway, pick me. Uh, <laughs> we've, got a, uh, we've got some podcast producers. Yeah, we certainly do. Kick yeah. us off, Peter. Uh, Matt Barger. Sean Legg. Trick 24. Evan Breidenbach. G.Y. Goliath. Ellie Nicholas. Hutk Kerr 10. 
Checkered Omega. That seems like a new one. It is Welcome a new one. Welcome, Checkered Omega. Melody L. Burnett. Harrison Kalman. Dylan. Gabrielle Philippink. Adam Dawson. And Katie Jarrett. Thank you so Jared. much, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Yes. Who's got question three? Uh, well, I've got a weird news first. <laughs> oh, it went the other way. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Who's got question For three? For God's sake. I just scrolled to the next page. I was like, right, we've done that now. On to question three. <laughs> Ashley, Ashley gonna... can you add another bit underneath the podcast producers? Yes, so weird news, read the producers. Remember to then read the producers. And God. then back to weird news, it needs to say. On. God, I'm going to need to set reminders on my face. It's like taking medicine. Right. <laughs> Don't forget to take your medicine, Ben. I have got uh, a, a weird news here that was submitted by Jonathan Wong on, I think, Facebook. Remember, you can submit weird news to us on our social media. Um, this is from Nintendo Life. It's written by Ryan Craddock, as in Fanny Craddock, I, I guess. Who's Ash- Fanny Craddock? Ashton, Ashton laughed at Fanny Craddock. I mean, that is a Generation X reference, Fanny Craddock. I don't know who it is, but I just like the word Fanny. That's yeah, all. It's good Everybody word. likes the word Fanny. Um, random, colon. I guess that's the category. <laughs> random. Random. This $10 Nintendo Switch eShop game has suddenly shot up to a whopping $250. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Subtitle. But why? <laughs> <laughs> I sure out. hope we find out <laughs> soon. With grandson of Fanny Craddock, Ryan Craddock. Mm-hmm. With all the Black Friday sales going on at the moment, our eyes have become well drilled in spotting great deals and discounts, both at retail and on the Switch eShop. But we didn't expect to stumble across this. It's pretty chuggy, am I right? Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty chuggy, yeah, man. Pretty How do you spell it? C-H-E-U-G-Y. Chugi. 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 Sounded like it would end in an I'd love to learn the etymology of that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Membrane, an excellent physics-based puzzle platformer that launched on the eShop back in 2018, has gone in the complete opposite direction. Usually available for the very reasonable price of $9.99, the game is currently sitting on the eShop at a staggering $250. Seriously, here's a quick screenshot of how it currently appears on Nintendo's site. It's okay, Ryan, I believe you. <laughs> um, there it is, membrane, with this scary box art as well, or, you know, Ooh. cover art. It's spooky. Uh, $250, available now. Buy digital. We're assuming and hoping that this is just a bizarre pricing error. Indeed, the game is still listed at its usual price point of £7.19 on the UK eShop. We've contacted the game's publisher, Perfect Hat Games, to clarify, and we'll update you if and when we hear back. For now, though... Gee, I sure hope they've heard back. Yeah, I know. For now, though, (laughs) you might want to consider some more traditional Black Friday eShop deals, and there's a hyperlink to what I assume is another article by Nintendo Life. Um, You know, ones where the price goes down, they say. Yeah. That's a good joke. Up to $250. Fantastic. They've thanked... Rupee Clock for the tip. So I guess Rupee Clock got in touch and said, hey, oh, nice one, Rupee this is Clock. happening right now. I'm assuming it was meant to be discounted to $2.50. Oh, £2.50, yeah. $2.50, yeah. I think. Whoops. They've accidentally I hope someone decimal got pointed. fired for that. So just a short weird news from me there, but I thought it was pretty weird. I think that's weird as flip, man. Bit weird, yep. Uh, Ashton. I have a news that's also from Facebook. It comes mm. from Joach Dix on Facebook. Um, it's from Gaming Bible and it's written by Imogen Meller. Sega is now selling Sonic the Hedgehog cologne. Oh. 
Now, don't get too excited. <laughs> oh, wow. Have you ever woken up? Have you ever woken up one morning and thought to yourself, I wonder what Sonic the Hedgehog smells like? Or perhaps in the darkest depths of night, you've woken up in a cold sweat knowing you'll never quite smell blue enough. Well, fear no longer, as your prayers have been answered with Sega's new line of colognes. Meow. <laughs> okay. I understood it. <laughs> I understood it. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> To explain, no, no, it's from the movie trailer, Sonic movie. Oh, I see. Sega announced on Twitter, oh, because he's pretending to be a cat. He says it in the I remembered that moment now, yes. Thank you. Sega announced on Twitter that it was going to be selling Yakuza Shenmue and Sonic the Hedgehog unisex cologne. Yes, you can smell like the blue blur if you really want. The three perfumes are already on the Sega shop for pre-order and cost $29.99 each. What a treat. And right in time for Christmas, right? Right. The Sonic the Hedgehog scent is described as on the website as having an aroma of fresh citrus, a zing of grapefruit zest, an exotic lemon and lime, topped with with the scene of the ocean breeze and chilled melon fade. It was meant to be scent, but I think they spelled it wrong. Mm. Take pleasure in the rich... Base tones of leather, suede, and cedar. Ugh, what a weird mix of things. That's just my opinion. That's not what it says. <laughs> That's not what it says. It's <laughs> suddenly the writer has a realization. <laughs> Hang on a minute. I've just written that out, and that actually smells, sounds like it smells disgusting. But why would you want leather, suede, and cedar, and also lime, and also melon, and also grapefruit? I don't know. Why, like would you, s- why would you buy a Sonic? It's yeah. like you spilt your fruit salad on your sofa. Yeah, we've all done that. <laughs> <laughs> Classic mistake. They even claim that Sonic has approved it himself. Mm. Um, if that's too fast for you, how about we slow down with the Yakuza scent instead? The site says, This fragrance flaunts a deep and mysterious scent of antique oak, cedarwood, beeswax infused with smoky bourbon, leathery rose, smoky and bacon. scorching pimento. <laughs> That smell, I keep saying smell, sounds like it smells all right. Yeah, sounds like it smells like every other male cologne. And then they just put delicious. Mm -hmm. And finally, the Shenmue edition's description says, enjoy the rich fragrance, enjoy this rich fragrance with top notes of clashing cardamom and bergamot. Hmm. Bergamot? Bergamot, yeah. Smoldering golden tobacco, deep oris, and a strong patchouli base. Spicy. I don't know what so any of those words, no. apart based. from bergamot, yeah, yeah. is sort of citrusy smell. Oh, Big okay. time patchouli base. Um, though I can't say I'm much in the market for a gaming perfume, I'm already sort of tempted to buy one of these for the fun of having it on my shelf. Mm. Now I think about it, I just want someone to tell me I smell nice, and then I can tell them I smell like Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, fair enough. Thank you, Imogen. Fantastic. Have you seen those um, compilations of people say, you know... Um, like the can you can you burn a Ija board a Luigi board? Mm-hmm. How how do I get rid of my Uja board? Yeah, uh, there are ones of girls saying, "Oh, really miss him." The pillow still smells of his colon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there are loads of them. This. Oh, no. oh, love the smell of my guy's colon. Like. Ooh, they kind of look quite nice. Oh. I don't like the Sonic one, but the other two look very smart. Mm. So there you go, you can get yourself a Sonic the Yakuza one. Co- co- cologne. Colon. Colon, if you wish. Mm. My weird news comes from Johnny Mac at Johnny Mac13 on Twitter. And this news story, once I get to it, uh, is oh. from Kotaku <laughs> and Zach Spison. 
And the headline is, Rats, sort of, played Doom via VR. Okay. Okay. Did they, though? Well, we'll find out, won't we? Mm. I guess it was inevitable that once humanity got Doom running on everything, including cash registers, Twitter, and unreleased consoles, that we would have to seek out a new formidable challenge. Now that we've nearly done it all, it's not about how you play Doom, but who you get to play Doom. First up, apparently, some cute rats. As spotted by PC Gamer, Mm. neuroengineer Victor Toth has spent the past year tinkering with an odd question. Can you train rats to play Doom, the classic 90s FPS by id Software? After building a new VR-like system for the rats, creating an input method for them, and even designing a training program and rewarding system for them to partake in, Toth has sort of pulled it off. Kinda. (laughs) Would you like to see them play it? I would love love to. to see it. Someone reposted on Twitter the other day, um, Doom running on a pregnancy test. Have you seen that? It's got a little digital screen. And I mean, it's just like a clear black blue and white, one with a little digital screen. Yeah. Oh my God. It's even got one of those treadmills. I mean, even a lot of human VR players don't have one of those. So the rat's on a polystyrene ball. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, in and a harness. Just running, running through the level. Let me see if I can. Now successfully it's navigate. It's kind of cute, but I hope, I hope it got cuddle afterwards. Yeah, I hope it's okay. I'm sure it's okay. I hope it got some cheese. Yeah. Getting treats. According to a blog post on Medium, Toth explains that after using a large monitor to create a pseudo VR-like experience for the rodents, he then began training three rats using automated methods with minimal intervention on his part. The main goal was to teach the rats how to make their way down a short corridor rendered in Doom 2, eventually reaching the end of the tiny level. So that's it. Just walks down walk the forward. corridor. <laughs> uh, the small level does contain a single imp demon that can be killed, and Toth's weird rat Doom VR setup does offer a way for the rodents to blast the demon away <laughs> via the in-game shotgun. But it turns out training the rats to shoot demons was tricky, and he lacked the time to actually reinforce the behavior. Mm. Uh, you know so- how some people have, like... Hobbies such as like going hey, running don't or playing basketball, him. maybe doing a jigsaw. Mm. Imagine if I came in and I was like, guys, I've got a new hobby. I'm teaching a rat to play Doom. I'd be, be impressed. Amazing. I'd say, no, can you, you make I would finally no, want to come round to your flat. You <laughs> I think you think I'd had a mental breakdown. Yeah, maybe. So, how do rats play Doom? A good, if also a bit so strange question. Rude. What you just said to me. Very rude. I finally want to come around your house. Oh, that's okay. Sorry, it took, it took a while to get that reaction. You are so sulky. <laughs> <laughs> Done now. If got, I got stopped to talking now. every time you interrupted me, Ben, I would never talk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Why do you have to turn it nuclear like that? <laughs> I'm and also, you're having a that. separate conversation with Peter while I'm trying to read something. That's different. <laughs> anyway, a rat got on a ball and Ashton thinks his hobby is stupid. And Peter <laughs> the, hates the, the rat or the scientist. Flat. Both. His hobby. <laughs> they both hate I I'm hate a rat, rat and I like playing Doom. <laughs> For God's sake. Do you think we're going to need some, some kind of... Therapy, like couples, no, triples therapy at some point. The Can mod- I say, am I allowed to say it now? Yes, you yeah. can say it. Who's got question three? Me. Yes. Don't know why that happens. Why doesn't it go to you? Is it because you introduce it's the ben, other bits? It's ben gets big discussion and does the other bits. I do, the, the other bits. I do some reedy bits, right. yeah. So. Okay. 
There's there's an odd number of questions. Just thought basically. I'd question that mm. halfway through the podcast. Hey, look, everything's on the table. We're there's an hour an even and five number of questions. There's an odd number of us. Yeah. Thank you, Ashton. That's okay. <laughs> you are correct. Stephen Norrie says, Hi, BAP. <laughs> Please be friends. No. Uh, as a slightly older chap than you find peoples, my gaming youth was heavily influenced by magazine by magazines and specifically the demos and shareware that came with them. From my early Spectrum days with cover cassettes through to my PC gaming years with cover discs slash discs of plenty. He spelled discs with a K under C. Mm. It was our choice which one we wanted to say. I said both. <laughs> I'd rather have one with a Q. Yeah? yeah. Discs. With a decline of print media's importance in gaming, along with the shift to video slash streaming for uh, revealing gameplay footage, the demo appears to be dead. Not sure how to categorize things such as the Elden Ring network test. Is this something the gaming world really misses, or am I just pining after a relic from my past? Stephen, thank you. Thank you, Stephen. Don't know, really. It's difficult to speak for the whole gaming sphere. I know that I liked demos back in the day, but... Um, I think that was partly just it was fun and exciting to have like a physical thing come with your magazine. Well, magazine isn't physical, but you know, an extra thing that you can put into your console, have a little play, have a look at upcoming stuff. Whereas now, I guess having video content available, uh, more readily available than you did back then, you know, that immediately gives you a bit of an idea about upcoming video games. Um, in a more uh, useful way than perhaps just some screenshots and a write-up in a magazine would have done back, mm. you know, some decades ago. Uh, and actually a lot of those discs, sometimes they just came with video footage rather than, or in addition to gameplay. You know, sometimes it just be, you can't play this one, but you can look at some gameplay. Um, nowadays though, yeah, we've got video and streaming more readily available so we can see games in action a lot more easily. Um, and also... This could very much just be me, how I feel. I know some people are, you know, always uh, keen to play demos of games. But if there's a game that I'm interested in or looking forward to, if it's like above a certain threshold where I'm like, I am going to buy that game and I'm going to play it, I will actually avoid playing the demo because I will just want, I want my first experience to be mm. with the full game. I don't want to play the first level and then have to stop. Or I don't want to play like a weird slice that they've made purely for demo purposes. Um or maybe, I, in fact, actually, that's probably the difference. I wouldn't want to play something that's been taken from the game itself directly, like the first level, for example. But if a special experience was made for demo purposes, like Resident Evil have done for a couple of games now, uh, I think that's a bit more interesting because it's not like you're getting an early little morsel of the game and then you've got to wait again. It's like, no, no, this has been made specifically for you as a as a player to try out. So speaking personally, I would be up for those interesting specially made little vertical slices um but if demos as they were back in the days of steven uh <laughs> if they were <laughs> neolithic era. The, yeah the steven norrie lithic area uh era then i wouldn't play them i don't think not for anything mm -hmm. i was actually already interested in i wouldn't want to play a level from a game um nowadays i think it was something that appealed to me more as a, a child and, and now it doesn't but um it's difficult to say how i think the the gaming sphere as a whole feels about it so maybe whatever we go with as a majority might be loosely indicative of what the 
I don't know. How? What do you guys think about it? Um, well, I never had a demo disc um, because I think even when I was growing up, even if I had a console, I don't think demo discs were still a thing when I was kind of old enough to appreciate them anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I have no real nostalgia towards them, but I've heard a lot about them and everyone says that they were great. But I mean, I wish more games did demos nowadays. I think that, like you say, it's much easier to see video or a lot of uh, outlets will get kind of early versions of the game or as in they'll get sent it a couple weeks before everyone else. Um, And I think, you know, that is fine. But unless you know, like how you, I think it's about how you play the game more than about how someone else plays the game. Um, But I do, yeah, I do wish more games did demos. I mean, the Resident Evil, Resident Evil Village did, they did kind of one and a half, didn't they? They did the kind of little teaser one that was like 10 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And then they gave you the the second one they did where there was like two times that you could play for like an hour and a half or something like that. Yeah. Whereas Resi 7 had a, a more kind of custom made. It was quite similar to the opening of the game, mm. but it was, I think it was different um, where some people went to the house yeah. and... Uh, had the videotape. I think it was a bit like that, that yeah. opening with the TV yeah. crew, but it wasn't the same. Yeah, because a village obviously had, the, you didn't have the very beginning of the game, but you mm. had the first um, bit in the village is the kind of bit you got. Um, and I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. But again, I, I didn't realize at the time that it was literally like that was part of the game until mm. I was playing the actual game. Um, but not many games do demos. And I think it is a shame. Even like you're saying, if it's just like a purpose-built demo of how the game works and what kind of thing it looks like i think that would work yeah um but yeah i think demos are missed but i never had a demo disc so it's not a nostalgia thing it's just a i would like them please thank mm. you ben yeah well i mean while while peter and i certainly didn't get spectrum magazines no. we, we did have magazines with demo discs in them um growing up and uh, we've spoken before about our, our love for demo discs yeah. and, and physical magazines and things like that um certainly i think that sort of died out around the time the sort of ps3 and 360 yeah, launched yeah. because they had digital storefronts and that kind mm. of removed the market um I've, I've said before about how the the dvd that came with my magazine of choice for ps3 had basically the installation files for the demos on them and you just copied them onto your console and then installed them from there. So you weren't mm. even able to play it from a disc like it, like it was a mm. regular game. It was basically just a storage device. Um, but I think demos are great and I do miss demos and some platforms still have them. Uh, Switch has a lot of sort of trials and, and demo type stuff. I remember when I got our Switch. Uh, Snipper Clips, which is a really fun oh, that's a uh, game, game yeah. has like a quite an extensive free trial on mm. there and a number of other ones as well. Um, and the, Steam lets you play, lets you return a game. Well, that, yeah, I've yeah. got that written down. Yeah, if you want to abuse the Steam refund yeah. system, you can play a game for a bit and then refund it. Uh, last month, Sony did actually announce and do some game trials for some fairly big games. Death Stranding. Uh, Death Stranding was yeah. one of them where you could play it for like five hours mm-hmm. and then return it. Uh, it's stuff that certainly, in my personal experience at least, that Sony has tried a number of times but have just sort of stopped doing mm. for some for some reason or another. Uh, like those game trials only ran until the end of October and now they're done, so you can't do that anymore. Uh, PS4 has quite a lot of demos on it from what I've seen. Nowhere near as much as sort of the 
you know, the previous gen. So yeah, it is all, demos are kind of dying off. And Stephen is right that a lot of the focus has shifted to YouTube and Twitch now, where while I still believe that playing is believing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, to, I to agree. Yeah. Mutilate a phrase. Yeah. Um, the fact that you can now see so much of this stuff where, you know, you, in seconds you can be watching gameplay of a game you're interested in. And that wasn't the case when magazines were around um, or or more prevalent. So that's definitely the 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 way the industry has has or the direction the industry has gone in. However, we do still get occasional kind of demo-y type things, as you said, with the Resident Evil one, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII remake got yeah. got mm-hmm. like a the the demo that I played at EGX was dropped suddenly on uh, the PlayStation Store one morning, and I, I streamed that. And it's like you know the 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 opening boss fight and bombing mission or whatever that you you can do. Beaters are are increasingly just demos yeah. in yeah. disguise. Mm. Um, so they are still around in spirit, but yeah, it would it would be nice to have sort of a a standard system for being able to test and try out a game before mm. you mm. before you buy it. But yeah, sadly, I, I don't know that it will return. When you'd go to like game and there'd be like those controllers that are stuck to the wall and then yeah. the game that mm-hmm. you could play for a bit. Yeah, you don't see I those used to love that, but you may never see those really anymore. Last time I saw them was when the 3DS came out, perhaps. Mm. Mm. You could try out the wonky 3D with pilot wings, I think. But uh, Yeah, well, there we are. It's time to move on to something kind of massive. Mm. It's called The Big Discussion. 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 It's big discussion time. Time for the big discussion. This week's big discussion comes courtesy of Callum's story. Callum says, Hey, Bap. After a year of smaller exclusives for the Series X slash S, Microsoft are finally bringing out their big hitters with Forza Horizon 5 already having 10, excuse me, 10 million players and Halo Infinite's campaign just weeks away. Whilst it is well-covered ground to say how fantastic it is that these games are on Game Pass from day one, it is also notable... Uh, that those who don't have Game Pass can buy these games for £55. Assuming this trend continues with titles like Starfield, Fable, and Hellblade, is it going to become harder for Sony to justify their £70 price point for PS5 releases and retain their fan base solely on the strength of their exclusives? Thank you, Callum. Peeps, what do you think? I think, like, ultimately, as with any business, if people keep buying it, then they're just going to carry on doing it, you know? <laughs> um, I suppose that's the question, though, is will people keep on buying it? But I think I, I think ultimately it's it's sort of who blinks first. It's, you know, mm-hmm. do does Sony think like, oh, you know, do we, do we need to like lower this price point? Otherwise people will stop buying. Or do the consumers say, oh, Sony aren't lowering their price point. I'm going to stop, you know, I'm, I'm going to switch over. And, mm. you know, I think also... Um, there's something to be said for people kind of make a they they make a move when a new platform comes out and they kind of say this is where I'm going. Obviously, you can have both, or you can get rid of your console and like switch to the other if that's what you want to do. But you know, it's been a year now. I know availability is still a bit of a, a tricky thing, but a lot of people, uh, if they wanted a PS5, will have bought a PS5 now, and at that point. You've got a PS5, so you're probably going to just carry on buying the games, um, even if they are quiet phone, even if they are about 70 quid. Um, it might well be 
you know, it, it you might be be sitting there as a PlayStation player thinking, oh, wish our games were 55 quid, but I kind of think you most people would just carry on buying them. Mm-hmm. You know, the difference between 55 and 70, I mean, it's not to be sniffed at, like 15 quid, but at the same time, in the grand scheme of things, it's already like kind of feels a bit expensive. 55 quid is like, that's quite a lot of money. So £4.50 for a medium popcorn or £5 for a large? Yeah, exactly. And like, it, it, it is about the strength of the exclusives, to be honest. Like, I think that Sony continues to put out excellent exclusives. And yeah, Microsoft are, are definitely improving their game in that respect, I think, uh, especially with some of their recent acquisitions and the fact that apparently Elder Scrolls is going to be mm. exclusive to... Uh, Xbox and Xbox, PC. Xbox uh, in terms of consoles and also PC. Um, so Microsoft are definitely stepping up the game in terms of exclusives. But ultimately, I still think PlayStation are winning that battle. And therefore, if they want to charge a bit more for those and say, you know, I mean, they're not not that it's a, a spelled out like this, but effectively say, we think these are like slightly higher quality games and they're, they're 70 quid and that's how much they are. Then uh, I think that's justifiable at the moment. If Microsoft continues to do better and better and have exclusives that rival those of Sony, then perhaps there's a question to be asked. Um, And as the question says here by Callum, we've talked before about how, uh, you know, how brilliant Game Pass is and that, you know, really PlayStation should try and move in and do their own uh, similar move to rival that because at the moment they don't have anything like that, um, anything anywhere as good as that. So... That's something else that they could consider to increase the value of their product, broadly speaking. So uh, it just comes down to whether people are going to keep paying 70 quid. And I think they mm. sort of will for the time being. Mm. Yeah, I think 70 pound is a lot for a game. It is. But I also think 55 pounds is sometimes quite a lot for a game. Um, and I think Game Pass, I think Game Pass is kind of dangerous for everyone, really. I think it's so good for the price like it's 10 pounds a month and you get the game that is 55 pounds for someone who doesn't have game pass and it's essentially free if once you've played that game and maybe one other game you've basically like quadrupled how much you've paid Mm. in terms of like the game i don't really understand how they make money I don't really? know that they are. No, it's just because they're he, Microsoft. I, yeah, this is Phil Spencer thing. always very obviously words his responses to never say that it's profitable, just that it's sustainable, mm. um, which is, you know, they're Microsoft. They've got all the money in the yeah, world. Yeah, so. I think eventually, like, the price will go up probably quite I think it should, and they could justify it if yeah. they did. I don't think anyone would or should complain. No, mm. I don't think value-wise. so. I think that maybe... I don't know. I feel like it is it's dangerous for Sony a bit in terms of of Game Pass because if like you say Xbox keep acquiring the things they are acquiring, they will eventually have the exclusives that people want and people will prefer not not necessarily with all of the exclusives to to just go for Xbox. Maybe they'll just get Xbox Game Pass or they'll buy themselves an Xbox where the games are slightly cheaper. Which, I mean, £15 isn't a lot, but for some people it's quite a significant amount. Um, so it's, yeah, I think maybe they're waiting to see if Xbox will put their prices up to see if they'll match with PlayStation. But why would they, if they can get away with selling it at £55, why would they bother going up to kind of make the profit that Sony are making on it? Um, I think it's too, I think £70 is too expensive 
but I don't think, like you say, there's anything that we can do about it unless we just all collectively decide to stop buying Sony games mm. that are £70. Um, but we're all guilty of it. I mean, I bought Ratchet & Clank was 60 quid, if not more, I think. I can't remember exactly off the top of my head, but like, you know, that's 60 quid. That's In my mind, I was like, oh, it's only 60 quid. Yeah. Mm. You know, whatever. But in a couple, you know, next year or something, it'll probably be down to like 30 quid. So it's whether, you know, you can justify spending that now because you need it or if you just wait till it maybe goes down in price a bit. But it's easy as well to... so expensive. It's easy to kind of think back and say, oh, man, I used to only buy games for like 20 quid when Mm. I had a PlayStation. But like that's an inflation issue as much as anything else. If you... um, I've seen like pictures of old Argos catalogs that have like Nintendo, like Donkey Kong and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And it says like, oh, $8 or whatever, mm. maybe a bit more. But if you adjust for inflation, it's it's no more, uh, it's no cheaper than it is now, rough, you know, yeah. roughly speaking. Yeah. I used to never buy games unless they were in like CEX or like mm. secondhand. We'd go to CEX and just get a couple of games because they were the price of like one brand new game. And, and that's still going to be a valid option. Exactly. Yeah. And then I think that's that's what a lot of people do. But yeah, I I agree. 70, uh, 70 pounds is a lot. And it's, they're getting more and more difficult for them to justify it, I think, in terms of the grand industry scale of it, I think. Mm. Or it's getting more difficult for Xbox to justify the Game lower Pass, price yeah. that they've got. Mm. That might be the the, the way it goes yeah, rather than playstation side. bringing it down it might yeah. go either way rather than playstation waiting for us to blink they're waiting for xbox yeah. to blink and just come mm. up to their price point yeah what do you think ben well in terms of inflation uh, games in the uk have been 55 60 quid for a very long time mm. and i think a, a lot of the justification for sony putting the prices up with it it's it's time to do that games are getting more and more expensive to make mm. uh you know our first party output is second to none and so why not this is this is how much games on ps5 will cost now and a lot of people don't like that i don't like that i don't want to spend any more money than i have mm-hmm. to um, and I think it's only 2K that have matched them so far on that front. Everybody else has said, no, we're going to keep our games at the same price. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of time, though. All those other studios are, those game prices will go up. I understand why Xbox is keeping theirs down because the parity between the last gen and the current gen is far more uh, significant to their whole strategy than it is on PS4 and PS5. Uh, where while there are games coming out for PS5 and PS4 for the foreseeable exclusives included, mm. a, a whole there there was a, a great deal of the the portion of Xbox's uh, marketing for the next gen was that you know all these games are going to be on both. Mm. You know, there's you just you put it in here. It's the best. It's the better place to play it, but you can still play them here, and that'll be fine too. Um, honestly, in terms of the the question of you know, is it harder to justify or what's going on with Game Pass and so on? It's 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 a tricky thing because we're we're in sort of uncharted space right now. It's not like it's a it's not like Xbox doesn't have Game Pass and their games are fifty five pounds, whereas Sony doesn't have Game Pass and their games are seventy pounds. It's Xbox's yeah. games are fifty five pounds and they have this incredible value subscription service as well. There's all sorts of factors that tie into it. The cost of Game Pass is going to go up at yeah. some point. Yeah. It can't not, especially when, you know, as as Callum said, the heavy hitters have started coming. 
And oh boy, they're not going to stop coming. And it's going to reach a point where they truly can justify putting the price up. And they will. They they absolutely will. It still baffles me that games that are 60 quid, 50 quid on Steam are suddenly on Game Pass mm. for like, you know, the £10 subscription. Like mm. um, Evil Genius 2 World Domination, I think is still at 40 quid, if not 45 quid on Steam, but coming to Xbox Game Pass literally right. next week. If you think of how many games you know, brand new games you could feasibly get through in a month. You know, if you really, if you're the kind of person who sits down and plays games every night, mm. in four and a half weeks, you could maybe play two to three reasonable sized games that have just come out. That's, you know, it it, it could be 100, 150 quid to buy them on PlayStation or on Steam. Mm. And it's 10 pounds to play through those games on Game Pass if they're available. Mm. Um you know, mm. in, a, in a month, which is wild. Yeah. And even the games that aren't necessarily, you know, free on Game Pass has still got discounts on them when you mm. have Game Pass. Yeah. So games are still cheaper to buy through Microsoft. But most of the time people just don't bother waiting till it comes on Game Pass. Yeah. Sorry. No, so no, no, not at all. It's all relevant conversation. I was just thinking about my next point. That's all. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you're doing okay, Ashton. It's all right. Okay. We're good. Thanks. Wow, I feel like maybe we're not good. There's something strange. No, we're good. Happening. Okay, oh. are we? Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel safe, Peter. Oh. I don't feel safe in the studio. I, I feel the least safe of the three. <laughs> I think just watching that, I don't know what what to say. Uh, I also cannot believe that Game Pass is remotely profitable because it just no. it simply cannot be. Um, so there's there's a small, admittedly very small chance that someone higher up in the Microsoft hierarchy just says, no, mm. stop that, and they just pull the plug on it. It's unlikely, mm. could happen. Sony is supposedly working on a, an answer to Game Pass. PlayStation Now has been increasingly better and better value, but it's got a really, really bad image issue, and they need to sort that out if that is going to be their answer to Game Pass. But if, if they do a fully-fledged answer to Game Pass, how will that affect game prices? How will that affect Game Pass? I honestly don't know because you would have to imagine, as you said, Ashton, mm. that a lot of uh, third-party publishers would be terrified of Game Pass yeah. mm. because they're not going to make nearly as much money from taking a lump sum from uh, Xbox or whatever the deal is that they take to get their games on Game Pass than they would actually selling their games. Mm. So you would have thought that they would want to back the platform that doesn't do the Game Pass subscription because mm. they they actually are going to sell our games uh, perhaps way more because money. Xbox's yeah. user base, and this will become an issue as the years go by, are being increasingly, and again, I'm not criticizing anyone who uses Game Pass because it's flipping amazing, mm. but that user base is being conditioned to never buy a game again. Yeah. Yeah. So why would they buy anything? Ever. You don't need to. And so publishers are going to look at that and think, I don't know if we want to maybe put our game on that platform when no one's going to buy it. It is bad the amount of times I'll look at something on Steam and go, it'll come to Game Pass. Yeah. And just wait. Yeah. Like, I, I'm like, I don't it's, need to pay right now. It's a very real mentality that's being fostered. And yeah. again, there's nothing wrong with anyone having that because money is money and you should pay for what you want. And Game Pass is phenomenal value. Mm. But there's a lot of factors that that tie into this conversation. I wonder how much, I mean, it probably varies just game to game, like quality wise and potential audience. But I wonder how much Microsoft pays a third party studio to say, 
can we put yeah. your game on Game Pass? Obviously, you're not going to make any money from the sales if it's one of the free games, but you know we will pay you a lump sum because surely that studio has to do the maths and say, well, we're projecting that we're going to sell X thousand copies. Are you going to make that worth our while? Like mm. yeah. the the exchange of money must be like for a, a decent quality game with a potentially very large audience. Uh, must be pretty huge if it's going to be for free on Game Pass. Yep. Mm. And the same question applies to games with gold and PlayStation Plus freebies as well. Mm, yeah, know, yeah. What's what is the financial compensation there? Um, and will anyone will anyone who doesn't have Game Pass buy it? Because yes, these games are available for fifty five pounds. But are you going to sell any of them? Is anybody mm, going to want to yeah. buy them? I don't. I don't know that mm. many people will. Uh, finally. Talking again about Sony and their pricing, this was something that Sean Layden, the former head of PlayStation, spoke quite openly about after he seemingly was sort of ousted when there was kind of a shuffle around at the top. Now they've got Jim Ryan, who's mm. extremely popular with PlayStation fans. Uh, Local boy. Sean, yeah, Geordie's own. Mm. Geordie's own. That's yeah. a phrase, yeah. isn't it? Newcastle's own, Jim <laughs> Ryan. Um, Sean Layden spoke quite openly about the fact that game, the cost of making games is ballooning so much that publishers and specifically Sony need to focus once again on making smaller experiences. Mm. Things like Miles Morales, which we will never so stop singing the praises about here at Triple Jump because it was a fantastic game. Mm. It was like a really, duration-wise, it was perfect. Mm. And the, it was a reduced cost game as well. Like it wasn't a full 70 pound game. Make more of those. Imagine if Spider-Man, the, the actual Marvel Spider-Man had just never come out. And then they said, hey, we're doing Spider-Man. Here it is. It's about Miles Morales. This is it. I think a lot of people would have said, maybe a little bit short, but that was amazing. Just yeah. that that was a game. Yeah. You know, not didn't even feel that much like a, a sort of a paired back experience, I don't think. Mm -hmm. So um, even though we know that it was comparatively. Well, I mean, Guardians wasn't very long. Really? Yeah. It was yeah. about 20 hours? Yeah. Thereabouts? Yeah. But so it, didn't, the... it didn't feel like yeah. a huge game. Mm -hmm. but and that maybe that's because it was more, more it wasn't linear. 70 quid, yeah, they could, but, they yeah. could do yeah. more Miles Morales style stuff. And it, it just feels like, you know, it's it just a, a game, a full game in that sense. Mm. I'd love it. Kana. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say Kana. Yeah. Perfect. Games don't need to be crazy, crazy long. No. Uh, it's sort of an arms race currently, not only in terms of development, but in terms of the subscription versus game price thing who is as you say who's going to blink first mm. ultimately the winners will be us the people who play games because or will be the losers because they'll all put their prices up everyone might put their prices we'll up all lose. prices might all go down but, but competition competition is, competition is, is good, is good thing, and yeah. you know no matter where you play there's good stuff everywhere at the moment and mm. that's that's really promising i don't know what is what the end result of this is going to be but someone has to do something and uh, we will just have to wait and see who that is. Mm. Maybe uh, Atari's new system could be the one. Soldier, yeah. just, Soldier Boy. Just the Soldier Boy console. Soldier Boy. I, own I, Atari. Own Atari. I own Atari. I am the owner of Atari. <laughs> I've got a contract. I've signed a contract that <laughs> I says. Atari. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we talked about all sorts of things today. If you'd like to get involved and let us know what you think about them, you can do that in a manner of places. We are on youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump. It's where our videos go on YouTube and our streams on both. 
um, when we're streaming on both. We're modded by Lord Brotovich, Trowling Badger, and Mr. Black. And hey, talking to Twitch, did you know that part of the Amazon Prime bundle is that you get a Twitch sub with it? So you can spend that on us, and we'll benefit, and you'll benefit, and something about Jeff Bezos. Twitter.com and <laughs> Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump are where our uh, social media presences are. Um, you can get video and live stream announcements and things like that on Twitter, um, legacy video content and occasional live chats on Facebook. Thank you to Fraser for looking after our social media. Um, and patreon.com forward slash team triple jump is where you can go to obviously check out our Patreon and look at all the tiers and all the many, many rewards, such as early little little viewings of um, worst and weirdest games ever. We also have a website. Mm. It's triplejerk.map. That's triplejerk.mp. And if you want to join our Discord, but all of our lovely community are, you can go to triplejerk.map forward slash Discord. When we're on Discord, we're modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Hollowise. And if they tell you to do something, do it. Do it. Um, if you want to listen to our podcast, maybe you've been watching it on YouTube, but maybe you've got a hostel appointment that you have to go to tomorrow and you have to sit there waiting for a really long time and you want to maybe listen to something while you're there, then why not check out our podcast on all of the other platforms by going to triplejet.map forward slash podcast. Mm. Um, if you've missed any of our VODs, I mean live streams, and you want to check out the VODs because there's lots of live streams a week, you can go to triplejet.map forward slash VODs. That's V-O-D-S. Mm. Um, and if you want some sick and cool merchies... You can't get this like, one anymore. You can, you can get this one, though. You can't uh, get no, you that can't one, get but that you can one. get this one. Um, you can go to triplejumpshop.com. New merch coming very soon. Real soon. Yeah, very soon. exciting. Um, and for that merch announcement, go to Triple Jump Shop on Twitter. Also, you've all just missed it, but we were giving away 10 Triple Jump shirts. I hope you saw it on Twitter and Facebook and entered because... We started the competition after we recorded last week's podcast, <laughs> and it ended yesterday. Sorry. So there we are. Uh, if you want to follow Peter and Ashton on Instagram and Twitter, you can do at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton and myself just on Twitter at Confused underscore Dude. We do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Thursday being the joint stream on YouTube. Blazer. Blazer. The other weekdays being solo streams on twitch worst games ever is fortnightly friday for patrons of a certain tier sunday for everyone else we do the podcast every saturday and we do shows all the flipping time just keep your eye on the channel basically yeah why not leave a review on itunes or your platform of choice five stars please we'd really appreciate it it helps mm -hmm. something to do with al gore's rhythms mm -hmm. and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump please go and give us a follow yes we'd really appreciate it you'd be doing us a huge favor so thank you in advance it's a worst games ever week, Peter. It is. Was this edited by you this week? It was. Oh, I've not finished it yet. Time recording, but James Jenkins has been a little, little sickly, sickly boy. Tiny sickly boy. Tiny sickly boy. <laughs> he was off for a couple of days, really. Bless mm. him. I hope he's feeling better now. But um, worst games ever went out on Friday for patrons of the five dollar tier. Mm -hmm. Sunday for everyone else. That's tomorrow at time of release of this podcast. Um, and we've also got a ranked list coming out, haven't we, Ben? Yes, I was drinking. That's okay. I would have asked Ashton, but it was done before she was a list presenter. So, what does it matter? She's not in any of the new ones. Yeah, either. I'm not in any of the new ones. Yeah, I've never been asked. Yeah. Uh, Capcom ranked. We're ranking every <laughs> they were like, no. Capcom franchise. Hey, look, listen. Two's a crowd, You're not good as they enough, say. Yeah. Peter and I are two is a crowd. Two is a crowd. Yeah. Um, Capcom <laughs> uh, franchises. We're ranking them all from worst to best. Your Castlevanias, your Metal. The, the rest. No, that's Konami. 
your, your castle. I get them mixed up a lot. No, yeah, I just I just did Castlevania's Konami as well. Sorry. Capcom did Resident Evil. Resident, Resident you're Evil, Resident but... Evils. Mm. You're Street Fighters. Yeah. 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 Capcom, God, in my head, I, I read Capcom and I thought, oh, yeah, the Metal Gear Solid. No, what no. are you doing? What's wrong with you? Uh, you so did this list as well. There's also, this was a long time ago, to be fair. Dino Crisis. Dino Crisis. There's one. Were there three? Yes. Our definition of a franchise is, is, a, is a series of games that, that has at least three entries. Mm. Otherwise, it's just, as, as Philip well, frequently says, otherwise it's just a game uh, and list. a sequel. Two is a crowd, as they say. Two is a crowd. Yeah. Uh, so go check that out and see if your favorite franchise from Konami is on there. Are we a franchise now? Yes. There's three we of are. us. Hmm. We are. We were a franchise Bam. before, but then one stayed in Bristol and then we became uh, a game and a sequel once again. Yes. <laughs> uh, so there we are. Uh, go give that a watch. I assume that's, uh, when is that? Friday? Was it going Friday. out on Friday? Yeah. Yes. So that'll be out right now. So you can get really, really furious in the comments. Um, mm -hmm. Please be excited for our gigantic oh. ranked list that's going out on New Year's Day. So also not in that. Which no. is something of a tradition. Oh, be glad, Ashton, that you're not in that because that was a no, pain in the ass to record. Not actually that jealous. It was it's by far our longest year, boys. So uh, we hope you all get good and drunk on New Year's Eve and on New Year's Day, there'll be a gigantic list for you to just sort of disassociate and watch on your television. Every video game ranked from worst <laughs> to best. We've done every console. <laughs> we've done every handheld. This year, we're every doing every something game. else. So get ready. Mm. Peter, just enough time to hear this week's phenomenal sponsor. Yeah. And uh, then we're going to go. Oh, no. Oh, how am I going to have enough meat to put in my broth? Don't worry. There's a huge, huge cow farm. Cattle field plenty for you, Stu. Uh, it's coming soon. B by who makes, <laughs> who makes Battlefield again? EA. EA, that's Dice. right. D Dice, yes. Oh, you that... could dice your... You could Meats. dice it and you could keep it cool in the freezer with that frostbite engine. Yeah. Um, mm. Yum, yum. Cat Additional spices, $2.99. Mm. Thank you very much for listening slash watching. We'll see you next week. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekends. Take care. Bye. 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 Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 